Brain, Health, and Healing with Eva Edelman and Simone Jeanette. So, Eva, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about one of the major culprits instigating our bad diet. It's not just us. There's this major factor called excitotoxins and excitotoxicity. It sounds like like it's toxic to be very, very excited. Am I close? Yeah, it's almost like that. Excitotoxicity is where the nerve cell gets so excited that it swells up, misfunctions, gets damaged, and in many cases will die. So you lose nerve cells. It's actually associated with dementia in the long term. Wow. Many people first heard about excitotoxicity in terms of what's called Chinese restaurant syndrome. They're eating MSG in the soy sauce, and they come home and they have a headache and they feel dizzy and maybe they have digestive discomfort. Russell Blalack brought together the information on excitotoxicity from glutamate and aspartate in the book Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills. There's another good book by Roberts called Aspartame Disease. Glutamate and aspartate are both very important neurotransmitters in our brain and are used in the migration of neurons in the fetus to get to where they should be placed so the brain functions correctly. There's some indication that if the mother, say, lives on diet soda or MSG, that the child could be autistic. So you're saying if people drink soda when they're pregnant, like an excess amount of it, it could cause autism? Diet soda, because of what they use to substitute for the sugar, the aspartame, There's a number of genetic and environmental factors that contribute. And in some cases, a contributing factor could be excitotoxic exposure in utero. See the studies and books referred to in the show notes. So, one might ask, how does all this excess glutamate get into our diet? Well except for processing soy, which makes the MSG and soy sauce, generally in a normal, healthy diet of fresh food, it's not an issue. But the junk food industry, on the other hand, has made both glutamate and aspartate quite profuse. And in high concentration, your brain doesn't know what to do with it. It's like deep state trickery. My mom lives off that stuff. And she has mental health issues. A majority of her community eats that way, too, because it's all there is in that community. She'll call and tell me what she's eating, and it's always something packaged, processed, and not healthy. Well, it's abundant in America all over, actually. So glutamine, actually, is used for supporting our gastrointestinal lining. Leaky gut syndrome, glutamate is sometimes used as a supplement. Glutamate is different from glutamine 
Okay. Glutamine can form glutamate. And whether it turns into glutamate or not depends on the environment in the body. So bipolars actually are particularly vulnerable to excitotoxins. And I have worked with bipolars in which this was the case. The people I'm thinking of would gravitate to junk food and then get manic, for instance. That's my mom, dude. Yeah, exactly. Bipolar. Yeah, it's very sad. I always tell her, Mom, you shouldn't be eating that stuff. Yeah, so young people, because the blood-brain barrier hasn't formed completely, and old people, because the barrier gets weak, are particularly susceptible because the glutamate or aspartate goes into the brain readily. Also people with brain injuries and illnesses in general, chronic stress, any of those could make a person more vulnerable. But why have this kind of food in the first place? Manufactured high concentrations of glutamate, usually as MSG, are often disguised by such labeling as natural flavors, enzymes, hydrolyzed protein, soy or whey protein, natural chicken or turkey flavoring, modified food starch, hydrolyzed yeast and yeast extract, gelatin, bouillon, etc. And of course, the classic soy sauce. Candid processed foods often have it. Monosodium glutamate is the MSG. Why they use it? Because it makes the food taste better. That's why it's so addictive. It's addicting, yeah. Yeah, it tastes good. But it's really bad, and it could make you feel horrible. The person could associate the feelings maybe half an hour to an hour later with what they ate that could wow. help them not have that kind of food. Eventually, the symptoms from the over-concentrated glutamate or aspartate can include anxiety, learning and behavior disorders, problems with sleep, cognitive decline, as we said, perhaps mania, depression, and so on. And with aspartate, there has been an association with tumors and psychosis suicide, panic, memory behavioral, and neurologic disorder. Man, I wish we could stress the importance to our children of eating healthy when they get to that age where they just want to eat what they want to eat, and then they're also going through like mood swings and stuff, and talking about this is just like, oh my gosh. Some of the food that you get in the store that are like front line and center in the pretty packages are the worst. That's why the kids want them. It's so manipulative. To avoid it and to get your children to avoid it, one has to be bossy. Yeah. (laughs) One has to have a firm control over, here's your great meal for lunch and dinner and breakfast, and there's no junk food in the house. And you could do that until the child is probably a teenager. But let's say you already lost control of your kid because you were working all the time and the kid just got away with eating stuff or they go to school and then they share food with with their friends, food that they typically wouldn't have. I mean, there's just all kinds of ways it sneaks into their life without you being aware and then you have a problem. One can't control what happens in school very well. But... One can 
offer the child good activities like walks in nature or sports. And then they're hungry and they get good food and they feel good. And then see how great that feels. And it's also teaching children about what this does in school or just as something that you talk about and maybe with a bunch of kids or have someone talk to them. There are classes, there are workshops that people give and which would be good to take them to or interest them in natural health. That would be a way to go, too. When kids are little, it's easy. Could you, you could just have that as you're telling them the story. Okay, and now we're going to eat some really good food. Right. <laughs> but when they get older, of course, they don't like that tone of voice. <laughs> yeah, and then, then they get the influence of their peers and stuff. And if you're, like, low income and getting EBT and stuff, I don't know, man. I just see it a lot. People in the grocery store just, like, stacking up on stuff that's not healthy choices. I wish there was a way that we could inform people slowly and they could understand how it would make them feel better, make their kids feel better. I try to do it with my kid. He likes to eat really unhealthy stuff and I break down and buy it for him sometimes. But I want to get to the point with him where he's like not wanting to do it and he understands that when he does do it is when he has like a crash or he starts to feel angry and that it's related to the what he's eating, but he doesn't want me to be telling him that right now. I already lost control a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's difficult. I wanted to talk about aspartame. This is used as a sweetener in all kinds of sugar-free foods, diet sodas, candies, gums. Gums are really bad because it gets right into the brain. So gross. Yeah. Aspartame is made of aspartate that we talked about plus phenylalanine which is stimulating and creates norepinephrine, that fight or flight biochemical that is kind of like coffee in terms of what it does to you. Coffee stimulates norepinephrine. And then Aspartame forms methyl alcohol, which is a total toxin. So it has three ingredients, which among them can be excitotoxic, toxic, or overstimulating. And combined can potentially pack quite a wallop. What is the treatment aside from avoidance? And one has to work this out, educate everyone so that there are adults around that could help the kids and so that adults don't do it and it doesn't affect all of our behavior. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. If they start getting it when they're younger, does it stay, is it permanent? It could affect intellectual abilities, brain development, cause behavior disorders and learning disorders and in really high doses can just damage all brain structures. Oh, wow. Aspartame can also damage the hypothalamus, which is how the brain communicates with the endocrine system, the thyroid and adrenals and so on, and that can cause devastating effects. They call the pituitary the mastic gland, but the hypothalamus is the emperor in that hierarchy. And they've found particularly low thyroid as an effect, which is not a great way to go through life, especially when undetected, depressed, weight gain, lethargy, sleeping most of the time, 
that's not good. Not fun. Yeah. So pregnant women should be especially careful. The way excitotoxicity works is you get an influx of calcium into the neuron. And you could also get an influx of sodium at very high levels. And both of those cause high excitotoxicity. With the sodium, you could get water also going into the nerve cells and causing swelling and death. Wow. The the sodium-potassium balance has been implicated with bipolar, with mood swing, and then the calcium causes neurotransmitter release and you could just get too much excitation and then maybe get mania but maybe get just headache like the nail gun's giving me yeah you get headache okay listen to this nail gun like a headache like that (laughs) anyway so I get headache and horrible feelings and confusion and nerve cell death. You're witnessing it when you do excitotoxins. Now, too much of stimulating substances like caffeine or street drugs or... Monster the, drinks like those energy drinks. Energy drinks. All those are really horrible and can cause a similar damage. And we know, like, oh, you do this, it kills brain cells. It's not like a joke. I mean, we brain cells do die as we get older. But when you get a massive killing, it's just speeding a time when you can't even use your brain. And, and making the present not as satisfying, not as fulfilling as it could be. Not a good choice. Why not just try to optimize your diet so you're healthy and happy. And (laughs) living like that for me, I feel like it's very much, uh, you're in a state of anxiety and nobody likes to feel that way. Even though some people I think have an addiction towards it. But if you slowly try to like be mindful of your daily practices and what you're doing, you can change your life. I have, and I feel so much better living with the awareness of a healthy diet and how it affects my mental health compared to just flailing about being reactive and blaming it all on my mental health rather than taking my mental health into my hands and feeling empowered and being like I could do this instead and I do thanks to Eva and other friends and it's really been gratifying and it's a much more fulfilling way to live like Eva was saying so you can do it and you can be anywhere in your life and start to do it and feel immediate effects I think just because you are actually disciplining yourself too feels empowering rather than caving to the temptations that are killing you it's pointless anyway (laughs) (laughs) now as to nutrients that can be helpful Number one, you have GABA, which can counteract glutamate stimulation. GABA is a great anti-anxiety nutrient. Now, it's not going to work that way for everyone, but for most people, GABA could be very helpful. Then you have taurine, which increases the breakdown of glutamate into GABA. Glutamate becomes GABA as the body processes it. If your body's processing things correctly, if it's not overrun with... Right, but you need B6 for that to happen also, or P5P. 
Then there's theanine, like in green tea, which counters glutamate and also increases production of GABA. The magnesium moderates the side effects of glutamate, helps block calcium entry. It's a calcium channel blocker. Blocks calcium entry into the nerve cell. Zinc blocks some excitotoxic receptors and helps to form GABA while also enhancing the neural effects of taurine. And then there's antioxidants that moderate the damage, like CE, selenium, what's called anthocyanidins, like the blue-purple color of contained in that coloring of blueberries, hmm. glutathione, and pycnogenols, like pine bark, and particularly resveratrol is found in grape skin, might be helpful. Anyway, then there's cellular energy to get those pumps, the calcium pump and the sodium pumps to be working efficiently. You need enough cellular energy and mitochondrial effectiveness, but not too much because that could add to the problem. So are you speaking of cellular energy like cell phones? No, not at all. <laughs> Support for energy, if indicated, could include CoQ10 several times a day in relatively low doses. And carnitine, niacinamide, and so on. Good access to oxygen, on the other hand, good antioxidants. And maybe thyroid support, but that's all as relevant to the person. It's not always what's needed. Then support for the blood-brain barrier, and that means phospholipids like inositol and choline, as found in lecithin, and also essential fatty acids like omega-3 and GLA. It's also important to keep the blood sugar good because that in itself can make one prone to excitotoxicity and deal with any kind of neurodegenerative conditions in the best way possible. Junk food epidemic, right? Jeez, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just, to me, seems like overwhelming, but worthy of the mission. <laughs> like, if we could just somehow get our children to understand the importance. A lot of people don't know. It's like rampant ignorance. And just, like, mind control and unawareness. Just kind of, like, going through the motions. I watch it all the time in the grocery store. On the other hand, there's the growth of the organic food industry. There is a growing awareness of nutrition and the problems of junk food. Okay, so hopefully you're convinced just in this one show. Maybe not, but it, it's a step-by-step -step process. Just think about the goals, your own health, the health of your children, the, the vibrancy of life in the moment, and protection of farmers, protection of the planet. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely an issue of destruction of poor people by feeding them actually poison, poison. food. Poison food, like why?
And then you get to teach your kids or you teach your neighbor's kids or whatever. I mean, it takes a village. That's what I say. Yeah. Let's get back to it. Are we done? All done. Disclaimer. All statements on this show are for educational purposes only, not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment advice for the individual. If you think you have a psychiatric or a physical illness, please consult a knowledgeable physician. This has been Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman and Simone Jeanette. Ciao! For studies and books on excitotoxicity, see the show notes. And as always, you can get an overview of natural approaches in my books, Natural Healing for Schizophrenia and Natural Healing for Bipolar Disorder, available at boragebooks.com.